Do you want to go down to a 40-hour week without losing revenue? If you're ready to let go of all the extra hours, the stress, the overwhelm, and the clients who hijack your time, consider my signature program, Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind. In it, we'll get your accounting practice under control. We'll fix your pricing problems. I'll show you ways to price so you stop giving away the farm so you bring in more revenue for the work you're already doing. I'll help you disengage the clients who are good people but are holding your business back and slowing you down. I'll help you package up your services and design them so they're easy for your clients to understand and choose from while helping you simplify and standardize what you sell. And we'll focus on making your messaging more interesting and compelling so you attract more of the kinds of clients you want to work with and break out of the hodgepodge of referrals trap. We get your prices up, we get your workload down. We standardize, we simplify, we streamline. And we do this at a pace that feels doable, where you feel confident in every choice you make. Prices up, workload down. Registration is open now. We start Tuesday, May 7th. Come with us. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to find out more. Welcome to the Business Strategy for CPAs podcast, where I help overworked CPAs go down to 40 hours and then down to 25 hours without giving up revenue. My name is Geraldine Carter. Today, I want to talk about the only three problems that you have in your business and the three problems that need to be focused on in a different way than how the accounting industry typically thinks about solving these problems so that you can simplify all the thoughts that you have going on in your business and what to look at and what to address first and in what order so that addressing these problems becomes more clear and easier to handle. I recently gave a talk at QuickBooks Connect titled 25-Hour Mindset. And as part of that talk, I addressed this piece of the three problems, the only three problems in your business and helped separate them in the minds of the audience so that they could see all the problems that they face in their businesses in one of these three buckets and really provide some perspective on what to solve, what order to solve things in, what to focus on first because you can't do everything at once and so on. So what I want you to have by the end of this episode is a clear understanding of what these three problems are and how to solve each one. Because once you do, your business becomes so much easier and so much lighter and so much simpler. And it can stop being this giant behemoth that crowds out the rest of your life and your personal life and sort of takes over. So what are the three problems? The three problems are that number one, revenue comes from value, not performing work over time for clients. Number two, that we need to capture the value you create with pricing tools. And number three, get really efficient about delivering outcomes. So number one, revenue comes from value. Number two, capture the value effectively with pricing tools. And number three, deliver outcomes to clients efficiently. So let's dig into this problem here. What's really going on underneath the surface? The problem is in number one, that revenue comes from value creation is that a lot of accountants run off of the formula that revenue is a function of doing work over time for clients. 
even if they may have shifted to flat rate pricing, the thinking is often that the revenue actually comes from doing work overtime for clients and that the way to generate revenue is to do more work over more time for more clients. And the way to grow revenue is to bring in more clients so that we can do more work for more clients and it takes more time to do the work. And so we capture all of that with perhaps flat rate tiered pricing and ACH, more clients, more money for more work performed. So that's the beginning of the problem. And what happens is that the CPA, they hang their shingle, they do work for time over clients, they build a client for the work performed over the time. And then the CPA is working 25 hours a week, 35 hours a week, 45 hours a week. And they think, oh my gosh, if I, like, I can't do all this work and I want to make more money because you know, I'm a soloist and I'm only making, only in air quotes, I'm making 250K and I want to create more revenue, then I need to hire staff to do more of the work so that I can do more of the higher level work for higher paying clients with more technical higher level needs. So they do what appears to be like the obvious solution, which is hire more staff. They buy hours low and sell them high. They have those staff doing more work over more time for more clients. So staff grows, one staff, two staff, six, 10, 40, 50, 200. They are doing more work. There is more work flowing through the system and there are more clients flowing through the system. So what are the problems with this formula? So if you just look at the formula and you probably have your hands in the garden or in the dishes or walking the dog, but the formula is staff sub N for any number of staff that you have multiplied by the amount of work they're doing over time for clients. So when you look at the formula, it's limited in a number of ways. It's limited by the number of staff that you can have by the amount of work that any staff can get done in any given amount of time. It's limited by the number of hours that any given staff person is willing to work in the week. And it's limited by the number of clients that are in the business, right? So there are four factors, staff, work, time, and clients. And each of those has its limit. So if revenue is a function of those four factors, then revenue is limited. And even though like I said, a lot of CPAs and accountants have shifted to flat rate pricing using tiered models and other sorts of pricing tools. We can still hear the thinking that bleeds through when they say things like, we want to grow 40% next year, so we need to staff up. But the thing is that growing revenue 40% doesn't require staffing up because it's not staff that create revenue. Or we hear a different version of it, which is, Yes, I would love to work less, but I need those clients because I have to make payroll. Another example is coming at revenue goals by way of staff count, hourly staff rate that gets billed out times the number of hours that staff will work in a year. So just for simple math, it would sound like, well, if I want to make a million dollars, all I need to have is 10 staff working 40 hours a week at this billable hour, and that's going to generate a million dollars in revenue. It's thinking like this that reveals to me that the CPA, hidden beneath the surface, still thinks of revenue as coupled with staff, time, work, and clients. And thinking that revenue comes from clients is like thinking that time comes from your watch. Even if it's the clients who pay the bill, the revenue comes from the value that gets created for the client. So a different formula to run off of when it comes to revenue creation is thinking about revenue being a function of the value that gets created for clients. And the ways that we create value for clients 
are the five things are commodities, deliverables, services, experiences, and transformations. Most accountants are already creating transformations. Transformations when it comes to money for clients, helping them increase profits, helping them save on taxes, helping them be more thoughtful and intentional and do a better job of where they direct retirement funds, doing a better job or getting their values lined up with college savings and all the rest. Many accountants are already creating transformations for their clients when it comes to money. Many accountants are already creating value when it comes to time savings for clients. So whether it's saving time by taking over the accounting, doing the tax return and all the rest, that is a huge time saver for clients. And there's a lot of value in saving clients time. They're already creating value in the transformation when it comes to time. They're creating value when it comes to the transformation in stress levels or whatever negative emotion a client might be experiencing when it comes to their money, their time, their business, and so on. They might be stressed to the hilt about making payroll. And the accountant is creating a transformation when they take a client from being stressed to the hilt about payroll to being calm about payroll, knowing that there's going to be enough cash every month to make payroll, right? If the accountant is offering some kind of cash flow forecasting in their services, so the accountant is already creating value when it comes to whatever negative emotion the client might be experiencing. And the accountant is creating value when it comes to transformations around clarity and better decision making. There are plenty of business owners out there who are running their businesses off of guessing. They have no idea. They put a finger in the wind and they're like, I guess I should decide this way. Then they start working with an accountant, understanding their numbers, understanding the impacts of decisions before those decisions get made, and they start making better decisions when they have more clarity. And that is an important transformation, and there is value that gets created with that clarity. So accountants are already creating a lot of value around transformations. But oftentimes because they don't know how to communicate value in this way and because they haven't figured out how quite to articulate it, they're still selling at a service level. So all of that value that is being created when it comes to making more money, increasing profits, saving on taxes, saving time, decreasing stress, increasing clarity, all of that value that is being created isn't being effectively captured with prices because it's not being communicated and because Accounting is being sold as a service. So that's problem number one, creating value for clients. Problem number two, which is where we are now, is capturing the value with pricing. Many accountants are creating a lot of value, but the portion of the value that they capture with their prices is relatively low. If we think about this formula where revenue is a function of the value that gets created for clients, and we put a factor in front of it, let's call it Y, where Y is a coefficient of pricing effectiveness, then we wanna know what is Y. How effective are you with pricing? How effective are your prices at capturing the value that you create? So just by way of example, because a coefficient of anything is a nebulous concept, let's take the example of the client wandering into your office saying, hey, quick question, got a minute? And you're like, yeah, sure, hit me up, what you got? And the client's like, okay, cool. So I'm thinking about selling my house and I'm thinking about selling my boat and I'm thinking about maybe selling my business and I wanna sell my kids and I wanna buy a truck 
And I'm just back from the dealership and wondering if I should buy or lease the car or if I can expense it to my business. And you're like, huh, interesting. And in your brain, you're like, and you're like, okay, you've only been in the house for 18 months, so don't sell it yet. Your business, I don't know about the multiple, let's get it in ship shape before you think about selling it. Your kids, they haven't been behaving that well this year, so their multiple might not be that high. You don't want to sell them this year because you're not going to sell them at a profit. And the car, mm, is it an electric vehicle? Oh, it is? Okay, well then, yeah, let's make sure you buy that thing before the end of the year. So you run all the math, all the calculations, and in a flash, you save the client, let's just say $30,000. And it takes you all of 15 minutes to figure it out. And you're like, hmm, I just saved them $30,000 with that conversation in 15 minutes. Now what do I do? Because it came in as a quick question and I didn't have a pricing mechanism to capture how I price quick questions. So now I'm sitting here thinking, I just saved that guy $30,000 in a flash and it only took me 15 minutes. What do I do? Well, my hourly rate is $250 and that was 15 minutes, but maybe it was 18. So I'm going to round up to 30 and your client's delighted. He's like, yeah, send me the bill. So you send him a bill for $125. And back to our coefficient of pricing effectiveness, $125 divided by $30,000 is Y equals 0.4%. So the amount of revenue that you are capturing relative to the value that you create in this fictional example is 0.4%. Relatively speaking, it's not very high and it's not nearly as high as we want it to be. Now, there are no rules around pricing. Pricing is art. Pricing is psychology. But for the sake of rule of thumb and having something to push off of, you can think of having your prices in the 10 to 20% range when it comes to how much value you create, right? So if you just imagine at the extreme end, on the one side, if you can save somebody 30 grand and the price on that is only 125 bucks, they're going to be delighted going to pay you all day. Unless it's too low and they just don't take you seriously because they're like, why is it that cheap? Something must be wrong. At the other end of the spectrum, if your coefficient of pricing effectiveness, you know, if your share of the value you create is 90%, if your buyer is completely confident that you can return a hundred bucks for a $90 investment, then they're going to go find 90 bucks all day long. And they're going to keep on paying you. But most buyers aren't completely confident that that's going to happen. There's risk involved, there's friction involved, there's time considerations, hassle involved. And these are the things that contribute to the calculation that your buyer is running, which is how much is it worth it for me to pay this person to get a five times or a 10 times ROI? It's entirely subjective. But 90% is probably too high. It makes the sale really hard because you've got to overcome all kinds of objections about whether or not that return is entirely likely. Whereas when you think about your portion of the value creation being more in the 10 to 20% range, the return on investment as perceived by the buyer becomes so much more obvious and it becomes easier for them to overcome their own concerns about risk and hassle and friction and so on. So remember, rule of thumb, think about capturing 10 to 20%. Now, is value subjective? Yes, of course it is subjective. Does it vary by client? Absolutely. So 
Does this 10 to 20% have some wiggle room? Absolutely. This is why pricing is art and psychology and takes time to get good at. It is not from a formula. It is not perfect. It is not from an equation. It doesn't run the same all the time. So it takes a little bit of time or a lot of bit, a year, 18 months, two years to get used to this idea of having prices relative to value and having it feel nebulous and arbitrary. And that is the way that that is. Nonetheless, the better we get at this nebulous skill that is art and psychology, the more revenue you will bring into your business as a share of the value that you create for clients. So that is your second problem, capturing the value you create for your clients with pricing effectiveness, with effective use of pricing tools. Problem number one, revenue comes from value. Problem number two, capture value with pricing. And problem number three is delivering results efficiently. Delivering results efficiently for your clients requires that we get crystal clear about the result and the expectation that the client has. And then figuring out how to create that result for that client as efficiently as possible. So what are some of the factors that contribute to delivering results efficiently? You have systems, processes, workflows, automations, but not to be ignored are also avoiding errors, avoiding distractions, limiting interruptions, and being as clear-minded as possible when doing the work. And the more that we have clients who desire similar results and who start in the same place, the easier it becomes to have systems and workflows that clients can easily move through without the random one-off exceptions and customizations that slow things down. And when it comes to the time problem, time is not something that is found or managed or made. So you might hear people say, I just can't find the time to do audit, or I need to be better at managing my time, or I just can't seem to make the time to work on my business. Remember that time is not found or managed or made. It is simply a decision. What am I doing and when am I doing it? So the three problems in your business are revenue comes from value, capture value with pricing, and deliver results efficiently. And when viewed through this lens, now suddenly you have the revenue on one side of the equation by itself where it belongs related to value and pricing. And you have time in its own separate location where it's all about delivering high quality results in the least amount of time as efficiently as possible. And when you look through this lens, at getting a work week down to 40 hours and down to 25 hours without losing revenue suddenly becomes so much easier to solve because now we're solving the money problem isolated unto itself and we're solving the time problem isolated unto itself. We don't have them linked as if when one goes down, the other has to go down with it, which is an impossible situation to be in. This is a whole different way to think about your business, about your accounting practice. It is a whole different way than the traditional version of staff performing work over time for clients. It is a whole different way to think about creating revenue in your business inside a work week that feels light and easy for you. 
And the more you can work on getting your mind into this space of creating value for clients, of capturing the value that you create effectively and efficiently, and delivering the best possible results in the least amount of time for your clients, the better it is for your clients, the better it is for your accounting practice, and the better it is for you and your life on your one trip through space. Have an amazing day, and I'll see you next week. Hi again. Would you rather spend your weekends outside playing or at your desk? In Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind, we put an end to overworking while maintaining revenue. Registration is open now, but it won't be for long. Go to GeraldineCarter.com now to enroll today.